Do you want to ask God for pain? Because if you're going to be chosen, you must ask him for the battle. And now for, do you want to be chosen? Hello, everybody. So today my message is going to be a very simple one. It should be fairly short, but it's meant to be that way to keep it simple for you. The title of my message is, Do You Want to Be Chosen? Do you want to be chosen? That's the question. Do you want to be chosen? The Bible explains, many are called, few are chosen. That's talking about God's gifts. That's talking about the roles that he wants to put you in. That's like the gifts of prophecy. You know, that's the gift of discernment. Like many are called to these things, but few are chosen. Few keep them forever. Few are going to keep them in heaven. And so the question I have to ask you today, you're going to have to look inside of yourself and really ask this question. Do I want to even be chosen? You want to be called, yes. But for you to be chosen, what you must understand is, here's what happens. You have the calling, you go through a bunch of pain, and you get training with your calling. It's not permanent just yet. You don't have the title just yet. You've been entrusted with something, and you haven't been entitled with a thing just yet. So you've been entrusted, and you haven't been entitled. And so you have to go through justification. God is justifying you on this earth in order to allow you to keep the title and the role that you have, because he has to be a just God. And so whenever you get in heaven, the things that you're going to have... As you're chosen, the things that are going to remain with you are what you've justified for him to give you. And so you can be called. That does not mean you're chosen. The question is, I see it. Many of us, we want to be called. We want to have the gift and we want to use it all willy nilly. You know, you want you want to have the gift of prophecy so that you can tell people all different types of stuff. And then you can, you know, go up levels in your friend group. You can impress your parents and you can impress people that, you know, yes, that's being called. That's what it means to be called. It's like you can do all different, whatever you want. But when you are chosen, you have passed all the tests. And so if you want to be chosen, that means you both want your tests. You hunger for the test so that you can pass the test. So you want the test and you want to pass the test. And in order for you to be chosen, what you must have is that you must thirst for righteousness. You must thirst for the bread of life and hunger for the bread of life. You must hunger for God. You must want to love God, not just ask God to love you. If you want to be chosen, he only chooses people that are going to proactively, not reactively, but proactively seek to love him. So you have to ask yourself this question. You say, God, I want to be chosen. God, I want all this. But you must really ask, do you want to ask God for pain? Because if you're going to be chosen, you must ask him for the battle. People that are chosen, they proactively go out and they ask him, God, what do you want me to change so that I can please you? Not you have to come and tell me things to change about myself because people that love you, they don't go just, you know, tell you this is wrong with you. This is wrong with you. This is wrong with you. It's like, no, what happens is you proactively change yourself to become better for the person. And when you do that, that's how you find a good spouse. For example, it's like you don't wait until you get with the person and have them change you. It's like, no, you make everything about yourself as good as it can possibly be before you get with them. Just the idea of them, you know, and then whenever you get with them, you're already as you needed to be. And you've already justified yourself to receive someone that's like them. And so the question, do you want to be chosen? You want to be called. We got that. Everybody wants to be called. Do you really want to be chosen? And if your answer to that question is yes, as I explained previously, you're supposed to hunger for and thirst for righteousness. 
you have to prove your hunger. And understand that you may think that you're hungry. You know, yeah, I'm hungry to be chosen. Yes, I'm hungry for God. Yes, I'm hungry for the bread of life. It's like, prove your hunger. I'm not telling you. What I'm not saying is that you have to prove your ability. I'm not saying you have to prove your competence. No, no, no. You have to prove that you really want it. Because if you want to be chosen, that means you have to ask God both for the blessings and you have to ask him for the trial. And the trial feels like hellfire. The trial feels like fire. It just feels like it, it hurts. It is going to purify things off of you. And you're going to go into the valley of the shadow of death. So you must ask God, if you really want to be chosen, you must ask him to lead you out into the valley of the shadow of death. Not into, you know, the death, but like into the valley of the shadow of death. Just where the death is there, but it's not able to access you. And so you're going to have to ask him to lead you into places where you're uncertain so that you can express and show him your love. Understand that, as I said previously, he justifies you in giving you these gifts and giving you the roles that are going to make you chosen rather than just called. And the way it happens is described very nicely in the Bible and the scripture that speaks about the men with talents. He gave one man five talents, he gave another man four talents, and he gave another man one talent. And then the man left and he comes back. And then the man with five talents, he multiplied, he doubled, he's got five more. And so now he's been entrusted with something. And now that he's got these five, he's like, look, in the end, like, these are all yours. You have these these extra five, too, along with the five that you did. And then the person with four doubled it, too. And he's like, look, you're going to have eight now. I'm going to give this was all mine, but now I'm going to give it all to you. I entrusted it to you. And now I'm going to give all this to you, not just the part that you've multiplied. I'm going to give it all to you. You're going to have more than you can ask or think. And then the person that's on the bottom that did nothing with it, they were entrusted with something, but they felt entitled. And they did nothing with it. They didn't go through. They didn't ask him, let me go through the pain. Let me go through the uncertainty. Let me go through the fear. Let me go through all that stuff so that I can actually give to you more than what you gave to me. They said, I'm going to give tit for tat. That's not how love works. That's not how agape love works. Agape love is unconditional love. It's a love like you don't have to give to me. I'm going to give to you regardless. I'm only thinking about you. It's not self-seeking. It's not focused on the self. It's focused on the other person. And so this person with these five talents, they weren't focusing on themselves. They're like, I'm going to make the maximum amount. I'm going to give maximally. The amount I give back to you is going to be as much as I can give back to you. The four talent person, same mentality. And so when God comes and he blesses them, it's because they actually were justified now. He entrusted them in the beginning. And that's okay to entrust them. As long as they get justified for later. And this is how a king has to train his children. A king that doesn't justify his children before he gives them roles and before he gives them all this stuff. It's like, yes, he can give them a calling. Yes, king can say, you're going to become the king. That's your calling. Your calling is to become the king. But you can't force the child to become the king or else the child may not even want to do it. And then you also can't give the child the kingship when the child is not ready. Because first off, that kingship may destroy the child's mind and it will also destroy the whole kingdom. And so the, the way that God, the perfect king, what he does, he justifies his children. He even justified his own son. When Jesus came down here, he justified Jesus by giving Jesus more trials than you would have even been willing to ask for. You would not have looked at Jesus's life and said, look, this is what I want. I want to, you know, go on a 40 day water fast in the wilderness by myself. You would not accept that. <laughs> you would not. Even though, you know, this is what Jesus said. Like, you know, if you want Jesus's path, if you want what he actually is going to receive, you don't want his justification, though. <laughs> you just want the calling. You don't want to be chosen. You want to be called, which are different. And so that's my question. Do you want to be chosen? I understand we want to be called, but do you want to be chosen? And understand this. If you do not pass your trials, he will give your talents to somebody else. The gifts of prophecy that you wanted to receive, that was a talent. 
He said, take this and multiply this. And if you take it and you say, I'm going to just use this for me, I'm going to just bury it. I'm not going to really do anything with it because I don't want to lose it. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to give you more than you gave me. It's like, no. He's going to take your talent. And he's going to put it with somebody that's going to multiply it twofold, threefold, fivefold. And in order to do that, you must hunger for righteousness. You must hunger for that consuming fire. You must hunger for God to purify you. And if you're going to do that, you have to ask him, God, give me the pain. Please give me pain so that I can become better for you. Give me purification so that I can become better for you. Tell me what I can do to love you. I'm not going to wait for you to speak to me. People that love people better, it's like, don't ask, you know, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? That's a higher form and version of love. And that's what we have to do. If you want to be chosen, you have to prove your hunger. Do you hunger to please yourself or do you hunger to please God? Prove your hunger. Prove it. Like you can say what your hunger is all over the place. But really, if you look at yourself, if God looks at you, if other people look at you and they say, what are they hungering for? It has nothing to do with your capability. Like it doesn't even matter about your competency. If you simply just look at what you hunger for, you can see by your actions what you hunger for. I think the last message that I just spoke, I spoke in about how I had a Waffle House visit or something like that. And... I only came to the revelation later to understand that my actions of having peace was simply because I hungered to make God happy. That's what I hungered for. I didn't care about anything else. I said, I just want God to be happy. That's what I hunger for. This dude is catching an attitude with me. I want to make God happy. Thank you for catching an attitude with me. Please, God, send me more people that'll do that. Please send them my way. Don't let them go to anybody. Send them to me. Because if you send them to me, that means that I can love you more. And this is an opportunity. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be blessed enough to have self-control for you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be blessed enough to have to retain my peace whenever I see a cockroach crawling right beside my food. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to control my tongue whenever they put a boot on my car and I have to pay $100 to control it. They say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I just trust that you are doing something good. Thank you for the opportunity for me to show you my faith. For me to go and cleanse my spirit, my God, to manifest the things that you desire to be in me, inside of myself, in the real world. God, thank you for that opportunity. I thank you for it. Thank you. Give me more of that pain. Thank you, God. That's the mindset of the chosen. They don't shirk away from the fear. And so many are called, few are chosen. The question is, do you want to be chosen? And I want to leave you with this. If you'd like to be chosen... Do one simple thing. And this will prove your hunger. That's all you have to do. Go in your room once every week or so. Once a week. And if you're unwilling to do this, you don't hunger to be chosen. You hunger to be called. You want to use it all different types of ways. But you have not proven your hunger. I can't say by myself, you know, whether you know you hunger, but like it's likely not proven that you want to be chosen. If you're unwilling to do this, if you go in your room and ask God, God, what is one thing that you want me to do for you, that you want me to sacrifice, that you want me to give up? What is one thing you want me to change about myself? God, do you want me to work on my pride? Do you want me to work on my faith? Do you want me to work on my gentleness? Do you want me to work on my patience? What do you want me to work on, God? Just give me one thing. Don't give me too much. Give me one thing that you want me to work on. And I'm going to work on that this week. And I'm going to make progress on it. I'm going to try to 100% purge myself of that one thing. 
and to do that every week or every month or so. Because some of the things are big and they require a month or two months or something like that. But like to go at them with true like ferocity, to really, really go at them. That's what I recommend you do. Just the one thing to leave you with. If you want to be chosen, ask God to give you pain so that you can show him you love him. That's the question. Do you want to be chosen? And if you do, prove your hunger. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Do You Want to Be Chosen? by Joseph Bronner. This message is number 6609. That's 6609. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6609 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brother.